0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father, we thank you. Your world is life and spirit. We pray that even God as we look into your Word... May there be transformation in the life of the people as they receive it. May they grow and get matured, O God, into that stature and measure of your being. We pray thee, God, for all the hearts that are going to be receiving this. That it be fertile enough for the seed to have root in them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're talking about authority of the believer and uh, I'm going to read a couple of things for you and basically what I intend to share with you is the things that you are supposed to work with that will enable you to do what you are supposed to do as a believer. This is actually close to, in fact, I would say the continuation of what we just finished on the, the sitting priesthood. Is a continuation, but an aspect of it. How you can exercise the authority that you have as a priest. I mean, so that you can be able to benefit from that study in a practical dimension of it. Amen? Okay. And so, like I said, I'm going to be showing you some points or giving you some points to look into why. Why? you may probably not be able to exercise that dominion that you are supposed to have. And if you begin to walk in these things that I'm going to be pointing out to you, you'll be able to exercise that authority. Now, how many of you believe uh, the Bible made it clear that even if you are not a pastor, you can cast out devils? Do you know that the Bible? Right. It doesn't have to be a pastor to cast out devil. Authority of the believer bestowed on you the ability to do all of those things. You don't have to be a pastor first, you have to be a deacon, you have to be a, a pope, whatever it is. No. As long as you are a believer, you have this ability to do this thing that I'm going to be pointing out to you. You can cast out devils. Amen. You can heal the sick. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's not for the believer alone, it's for I mean, the pastor alone is for everyone that believes. Okay, so go with me now to John chapter 15, and then we'll from verse 16. Uh, let me read that. John 15, verse 16. "Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, And that your fruit should remain. But whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, He will give it to you. So, it is whatsoever. He didn't tell you what you are going to ask. But whatever thing you want to ask, whatever thing you know you should ask, the Bible says if you do that in his name, the Father will give it to you. Now, he's giving you a license to operate. He's giving you authority. And that authority is rested on the name. So now, you must, you must go from just being saved by the name Into functioning with the name. Amen. You are moving from just being saved by the name of Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, as we normally say, into exercising your authority in that same name. Now, the name Jesus actually is Yeshua. Uh, going by the route It means Jehovah saves Jehovah saved Or saved Whatever way That's the word Jesus So The Jesus That we call Is an aspect of God Which is the saving aspect of God The redemptive aspect of God Amen You know We see also have God been called Eshaddai. What it is supposed to mean? The breasted one. By implication, the one that supplies your need is Eshaddai. So, this is God manifesting from another aspect of his name or nature or character. And that aspect is called the saving grace of God, if you will. That is what it is by the word Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. I talk about the self-existing one from the root or eternal, Jehovah. Okay, go with me now again to John 14, verse 13 and 14. John fourteen, thirteen. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I want you to take note of this, because I'm going to point out a few things to you. What well, if I shall ask in my name? What the name? Jesus. That will I do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14 says, If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I want you to look at the emphasis that the Lord is placing on what do we do. As a matter of fact, he's binding himself with like, if I may use the word I an oath. if only you can do this in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. And you know that the, the name is not given, this word is not being given to just the apostles or the pastors or the deacons, it's been given to everybody. You've just been given a license to do something. you will be given authority to use the name. Hallelujah. John 10 verse 30 says, I am my father, a one. Amen. Anything you ask in my name, the Father will do it. Anything you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father will be glorified. Now can I tell you something? God rejoices when he sees your petition answers. Anything you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father will be glorified. By implication, God doesn't want you to pray in such a situation that you will not get answers to your prayers, because the answer to your prayer they bring glory to God. I don't know if you're getting this. He said, Anything you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. So you bring glory to God because use the name of the Son, and God rejoices to give you the answers or the petition that you're looking for. It's God's joy to answer your prayers. And Jesus has given you the formula by like which this can be done. And he said it has to be done what? In the name of the son Jesus Christ. And so I'm saying this is not meant for the bishops. This is meant for every believer. So when we say the authority of the believer, I'm saying it has to do with the name of Jesus. He gave this to you as a license. He gave it to you as a document. You have the right to ask in his name. Hallelujah. If I give you a check of, let's say, 100000 You see, when you get to the bank, all you need to do is to cash that money. The bank will honor it because my name is there and I have an account. And what is in my account is more than what I have written for you to collect. Are you with me? The bank cannot send you back because my account is loaded. And the thing you are picking from my account is very infinitesimal, very small compared to what is in my account. As soon as you present it and the check and my name is on that check and my account is there, they are going to cash the card for you. Am I correct? And That's exactly what I'm saying. This is a blank check. And God said, fill it with this name. Go and cash whatever you want. Anything you ask in my name, the Father will do it. So I want you to come into understanding as to how powerful you can be in your prayers and in your operations by the use of that name, Jesus. And some people saying no, how to be called Yeshua. I really don't bother about whichever one you want to call. Understand what matters. What matters is you are using the name. And there you are not using it in vain. There is a place of using the name. There is a place of taking the name. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so. I and the Father are one. That is why they operate together. What I mean now is. The Father is glorified in the Son, like we said before, when your prayers are answered. And they walk in unison. They are one, but a function in different realms. Now, I'm going to give you a practical illustration of this from the book of Isaiah, I mean, 4 Samuel 25. Reading from verse number 5. The book of 4 Samuel, chapter 25, reading from number 5. Hallelujah. I'm taking my time in this series so that you can grow because of understanding that you will receive from it. Because like I said, it's a continuation of the sitting priesthood. 1 Samuel 25 verse number 5. Now this is when David with his men were running away from Saul. And he came to a particular situation assisted Nabal. Nabal was a rich guy. He had properties. He had whatever. Abigail was there. The, the wife to neighbor, right? Okay, now David and his men got to the place where his man's properties was, I mean the animals, they stood there, took care of them, prevented intruders and raiders from coming in to take whatever thing they were supposed to do there. So they were serving as guards to neighbor's herds, whatever. Okay, so here we go. The Bible said David sent out ten young men and they said unto the young men, Get you up to a Camel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. Are you following this? I'm trying to give you a practical situation about it. Go greet him in my name. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that, do you think they're just going to go there and say, We we'll greet you in the name of David? No, but we are sent by David. We are under the authority of David. David sent us to you. I don't know if I can hear Great Naba in my name. Wash it, and then went further to say, verse number six. And thus shall you say to him, that liberty and prosperity. Peace be both to thee and peace be to the house, and peace be unto all that thou have. And now I have heard that thou hast share us, now the shepherd were with us, we hold them not, neither was there aught missing among them or unto them, and all the while they were in camel. As a young men, and they will show thee, wherefore let your young man find favor in the eyes. For we come in good day, in a good day. Give, I pray thee. What come command to the hand unto thy servants and to thy son David? And when David's young men came, they said to Nabah according to all those words in the name. Of David and the seas did they go beyond what David asked them to say are you following that yes, they came and has everything they said in the name of David so it's not like they were saying David said we should greet you David said we should ask you David said that's not what it means now but it just when I said we come from David and this is what he asks us to tell you are you getting that all right. Verse 10 says, And answered David's servant and said, Who is this David? And who is the son of Joseph? There be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. And shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my sharers and give it unto men whom I know not when they be? So David's young men turned their way and went again and came and told him all those sayings. Praise the living God. Now, this is the point. What was the name of David? Not just David, but the name of David was the authority of David. Can you get it down? Do it. That was the authority these people went. They went with the authority of David to ask for whatever they needed at that particular time. Don't forget where we are coming from. The Bible is saying anything you ask in my name, the Father will give it to you that the Father will be glorified in the Son. Hallelujah. So asking in a person's name is using the person's authority. That is why I'm saying you have authority as well as a believer. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So, once again, the name of David is the authority of David, which he gave to the servant to go to Neville to be able to get whatever thing they want. Once you understand what I'm saying today, once you come to that realization that God has given you his authority, you can operate without fear and you can get answers to your prayers even without sweating. Because it's not about you, it's about the authority that you are using. One thing is certain, God is not going to deny you anything once you come to him through the name of the son. Hallelujah. Authority is something that you need to make use of. Let me illustrate again this way. If you're on the road driving, you may have all your particulars, your driver's license, or whatever the case may be. Either the VIO or the police or road safety. When you are coming, You see them stand at the center of the road sometimes. Have you noticed that? They stand at the center of the road. It will be you to slow down. As long as you are in that uniform, the government of the country is the one standing on that road. They have authority. In fact, they can just lift up their hands this way and you have to park. They can just do this and you have to park. Just because you are in uniform. The uniform represents the government. So you are not just respecting these people. You are respecting the government that gave them that uniform. Are you getting what I'm saying now? So anytime you lift up your hand, they are saying, Nigeria government say park. And you are going to park because that's the government that you are under. That's the name. That's the authority. I don't know if you are getting that. But policeman doesn't need to struggle to stop you. And once you see, oh glory, once you see a policeman standing on the road, you start slowing down. You know you've got to slow down. What is making you to slow down? You recognize the uniform. And this is what I'm trying to say. Once you lift up the name of Jesus, the devil recognizes who Jesus is. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? The authority with which you are going, the devil recognizes that. Don't forget what I said the last time. When the devil spoke and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? 37 sons of Skiva. You remember that? Good. So, if you are, it's not about you. If you go by the name, by the authority of the name, even the devil must obey you. This is why you can cast the devil and heal the sick. You are not going all by yourself. You are going under the authority of that name. Just like the policeman can stop your car on the road. No matter what kind of speed you are in. You are going to stop. Once you see him standing. Even if he said nothing to you. Just merely looking at him with the uniform standing on the road. The policeman is there. He starts coming down. Why? You are respecting the authority that gave him that uniform. In the same way that it flows out. Using the name of Jesus. In fact the Bible says put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you remember that? Book of Romans. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is an identity that you carry as a believer. That causes the devil to slow down. If he's trying to come to you. And causes the devil to give way. When you're walking on the road. There is something about you. That you don't even understand yet. I'm talking about the name of who? Of Jesus. Praise God. So these young men went and they spoke to Nabal concerning whatever David asked them to say. And they went in the name of who? Of Jesus. Okay, let's begin to look at some factors that will enable you to operate in this dimension. Number one, the first factor that you must have to be able to operate Under the influence of the authority of Jesus Christ is that you must have a relationship with the person that's in authority. Those who went to Lebanon, they were under the authority of who? Of David. If you are not under the authority of Jesus, you cannot operate with the name. You must have a relationship. So, what is your relationship with Jesus? That's the point. What's your relationship with Jesus Christ? The servant who went, they had a relationship. They came from somebody. They were speaking on behalf of somebody. You have to have a relationship with Jesus before you can use his name to do whatever thing you are supposed to do. So what is your relationship with Jesus? These are the things you have to consider. How close are you to Jesus? What is your affinity with him? In what form can you be described as having a relationship with him servant a son a brother what is the relationship that you have with Jesus it is only because you have a relationship that you can use the name that's why those demons they went and told the seven sons of Sceva because they have no relationship with Jesus Christ and so they could say no Jesus I know Paul I know who are you by implication you have no relationship with Jesus Therefore, you can't do anything to us. We can obey you. You can't come here to exercise authority where you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Remember, they were saying in the name of Jesus. They were trying to cast out the devil in the name of Jesus. The demon did not obey. Why? Because the sons of Sceva have no relationship we do with Jesus Christ. So most times, why we are prayers are not effectual, even though we are calling in the name of Jesus, is because we don't have personal relationship with him. Are you with me? Praise God. So you need to develop relationship. Prayer sections. Studying the word. Meditating on the word. All of these activities bring you to a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. And then have the conviction that of the truth, you are a brother or you are a servant unto who? Unto Jesus. Are we here together? Number two, you must be a servant to such an individual. The military man in this country is a servant of the government, if you will. The policeman, the VIO, the federal safety, they are all servants, serving the government. They are a servant of the government. So they have authority. Now let me give you a scripture of this. Isaiah 54. That's why you read that much anyway. You do know it. Isaiah verse 17. No weapon. That is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shall condemn. This is this is the point the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, see the Lord. The man that can condemn talks that rises against them is the man who is his servant to the one that gave him the authority. The young men that went to Nabal, they were servants to David. Hallelujah. Paul we use the word, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that word is doulos. Hallelujah. You must come to that place where you know that you are a servant. And you must understand something. Every servant walks in absolute obedience to what the master says. Every servant do not seem to have their own opinion. Praise the living God. You see Paul on Sunday will explain that when he rebuked Elamai he said to be blind for a season. That was exercising his authority as a servant of Jesus Christ. Did you get that? Good. And said, so be blind for a season. He wasn't going to struggle. No, no, no. He spoke under authority. He is an authority right there because he stands under the authority of, of Jesus Christ. He knew him. He had a relationship with Jesus. I'm a servant of Jesus. This is my right. Be blind for a season. are you getting that no we performed against you is not for everybody is for servants. <laughs> praise God are you with me yeah. I see when you see yourself and you begin to operate as a servant to the Lord this scripture will literally be fulfilled in your life even when you don't invoke it. You have to have a servant-master relationship with Jesus to be able to use his name effectively. And every servant have no choice of their own. They obey the master that they serve. How much humbleness, if I may use the word, have you exercised in your relation to Jesus as his servant? Are you, have you really come to the place where you walk in obedience to whatever thing they ask you to do? Have you come to that place where of the truth you say, well, except what Jesus asked me to do, I'm doing nothing. Have you come to that state? Thus, thank God for those of you able to make it now to service with this kind of bad weather, if I may use the word. That is one of the spirits of the manifestation of being a true servant of God. When duty calls, servants have no objection. Servants have no excuses. They must respond to the demands of their master. It doesn't matter what the condition is. Except the master didn't place a call on them. Are we together? Praise the living God. When you come to this place, I am saying authority will be flowing in your life. You can ask the sick to be healed. You can lay hands on the sick. I mean, you are coming to that place of exercising that authority. Why? Because you have it in his name. He gave it to you and he said, Use my name. I remember 2005 when we met with Dr. Robert in Aquai he just said something. He said, David, as from today, use my name anywhere you go. Call Dr. Roberts. People who knows me will take you in. Hallelujah. Are you following me? You. You are supposed to be operating in authority because you have a name given to you. And I'm saying, what enables you to operate with this name is your relationship with the one that has the name? Praise God. So you begin to see yourself. Why can't I pray to get result? Why can't I pray to cast a devil? Why can't I ask yourself those questions? I'm giving you the answer to all of those questions. This is why. Personal relationship, servanthood relationship, you must have it. For this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord and their righteousness is of me. In this case it's not how righteous you are. He has made you righteous and He say use my name. You are a righteous person. So no devil is going to ask you any question. No, no, no. You come in in his righteousness. And not just that. You come in in what? His name. You can cast out devils. You can hear the sick. Is what I'm saying. You can have your prayers answered. Is what I'm telling you. Why? Because he got authority to do that. In his name. Hallelujah. Are we seeing? Number three factor. You must be willing to go wherever the one that has the authority is asking you to go to. Mm-hmm. You must be willing. Hallelujah. To go wherever the one with the authorities asks you to go to, you must be willing to do that. Like I said before, servants have no direction, they have no dictate of their own. And not just that, every servant must respond and be prepared to move to whichever location or message that. The one with the authority is asking to do. You don't have objection to that. That's what the Bible says. Those who are born of the spirit, they are like the wind. They blow whichever way they want. And you can't tell where they are blowing. Such as say that are born of the spirit. We do not have control over our lives. If you truly want to be a servant of Jesus Christ, you don't have control over your life. You are led whichever way he wants to lead you. And you should be ready to go to whichever way or wherever place he intends you to go to, you should be prepared at any time. That is how to be a servant. And it is as you go, that the authority flows. Hallelujah. You know in the book of Luke, chapter 9, chapter 10, remember Jesus had an encounter, from a years old, sent the 12 disciples out, and when they came back, and he told them, when he went, I lacked you anything. He said, "I no, will lack nothing. Because to them, you just go, don't take anything with you. I mean, if you remember that? Yeah, don't take pot, don't take wallet, don't take money. Just go. Here they say, cast a devil, preach the kingdom of God. And when he came by, he asked them the question. He said, when I sent you, I lacked you anything. They said, nothing. By implication, they went and they were filled. They obeyed instruction and provision come. When you obey instruction, provision will come your way. Are you still there with me? Simple instruction from the Lord make provision for you. Before you get there, provisions are already made. You gotta understand this. Hallelujah. Sometimes in simple obedience, to carry in his name, his honor, his glory, make men to honor you. What do I mean by this? Remember when he was entering Jerusalem? we were told, he told the apostles, go get me that ass there, the donkey. Remember that? The donkey was tied. And this donkey has not been used by anybody before. So it was tear of a vehicle. Eh? Praise God. I don't know if you're getting there. Yeah, go bring him. And then they brought. Say, if they ask, you just tell them, I have need of it. Oh, glory. That means anything Jesus wants for you or for himself, there will be no objection to it. Did you get that? Go get him for me. And now, the donkey came, threw clothes on the donkey, and now what's the next thing that happened? People went to palm trees and put them on the road. Donkey that was supposed to walk on ordinary floor was now walking on top of branches. The donkey get honored with clothes, walking on top of clothes. Why? Because it was carrying Jesus. Human beings were putting clothes on the floor for the donkey to walk on. Why? Because it was carrying Jesus. You get what I'm talking about? If you can submit yourself to the place where you can carry the name, man will honor you. Even the devil will lie down for you to walk through. Are you listening to me? This is how powerful it means. I'm talking to you about the authority of the believer. And this will qualify you to use the authority that I'm talking about within the name of Jesus. How submissive are you? If God is demanding from you, are you prepared to come? I'm saying you should be ready to go. I mean, whichever way he asks you, wherever he asks you to go, whatever he's asking you to do, you don't have questions about that. You see, you find that from the servant of David. Go and tell this man. And they have to go there. How many of you have ever had a voice once telling you to go and witness to somebody? Because you see, this man's name that you are carrying, he has interest. His interest is to get men saved. How many of you have ever dreamed about you winning souls? How many of you have ever dreamed about God instructing you to do something for him? It tells you that you have not come into that divine relationship that I'm talking about. Because if you come to that relationship, he always instruct you to do something. He will send you a message. There are things he intends accomplish on the face of the earth. As a servant, he's going to ask you to do one for him. Has God ever instructed you once of what to do? Hallelujah. I remember one of the encounters I had some years back that we were saying at the opposite the first bank there. We went out, I think, praise was in the car, three of them, the girls, and uh, we're coming back. Before I go to the house, the Lord said, Go and give this bishop money. And that day I had ten thousand in my hand, the only cash I have left for feeding the family, I'm sure. I got to the house, took the money, an envelope, I called the three of them again, we entered the car, we drove down to this Jesus dominion. That's actually where he asked me to go to. We drove there. Hall. I mean, they were having a meeting. Program was going on. I wasn't really satisfied. But the Lord said, go. But this is a part of it. When I got to the house, I took 5,000 and was enveloped it, addressed it, and I was walking out the door. He said, go back, take all of the money. I went back, collected the remaining 5,000, 10,000, and I went straight and gave it to the bishop. I can't tell you what happened. At the end of that. But what I'm trying to make you understand is this. Ability to listen to what? Instruction. As a servant of God. Praise God. Have God ever. Called you. Have God ever. Asked you. To do something. Since you were born again. That is why you can exercise your authority. Because your authority only works. When you are on mission for him. Oh glory. Are you listening to what I'm saying? This is why your prayers are not getting answered the way they should be. Why? Because you don't have that personal relationship, you are not working under instruction, it's not saying anything to you, you are not a mission for him. How are you gonna exercise authority? How praise God, somebody? You know why the pastors praise and they get answered? Because they are serving as servants to him. Most time, it is not the sake of the pastor. That's part of what I was trying to say to you. I'm going to explain it more again as we progress. It's not about the pastor. It's about the fact that they are in authority submitted to a higher authority. And that is why their prayers have been answered. So God answered the prayer of the pastor on your behalf most time because he sent him. Sometimes, the pastor, somebody has given you a word of prophecy. It's not the pastor. God is instructing him to do that. He has to fulfill it because he has asked him to give you the word. And if he sent for his word, the word will not return to him void. it. He must accomplish the purpose of which the word was sent. This is why pastor get answers. Not because of who they are. Not because of, you know, whatever thing they, you know, it's not about what you claim. No, 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 no. It's just because you're working under authority as a servant and he backs you up because you're a servant. His word will not fall to the ground because he's asking you to do what he ask you to do. So when you pray for people, answers come. Why? Because you're serving as a servant unto the Lord. So it's the authority that is working, not because of whatever style or whatever thing you think you can do. Hallelujah. One number four. I'm not helping anybody. I'm taking my time in this series so that you can become strong and matured. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you get all of these facts together, your faith rises. When you see a situation, you can make a decree. Oh glory. You can pray and answer will come. Amen. Number four. Ask in his name. Not in your mind or what you're thinking. Hallelujah. Ask in his name. If you should ask anything in my name. In my name. The father will do it for you. That the father may also be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name. So here, it's not what you think that you're asking for. You, You don't have to be thinking about yourself or who you are. You don't have to be thinking about how low you are, whatever. I mean, yourself must be out of the way. No estimation of yourself. You're just speaking as a servant. You're asking because you have a relationship with him. You ask him because you know you are a servant. Your background is not there. I'm just a new convert. no, 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 that is not it. I've never cast a devil before. That is not it. Your thinking must give way when you're asking. Hallelujah. All negative voices must give way when you're asking. Do you think you can do that? Do you think you, are, you, can, you can do that? Yes. Reply that voice. I can, but not me, but him. Jesus says something in John 14. And he said, If you don't believe me, believe the works that I do. Because it's not me that's doing the work. It's the father that dwells in me. He's the one doing the work. So take yourself out when you're asking. Hallelujah. I don't know if you getting this. Don't let your mind be playing some pictures for you or don't let your mind be reminding you of how many times you have failed before when you prayed. Amen. Praise God. I mean, you can pray in His name and get answers right away. Why? Because it's about you. It's about Him. When you are presenting a check at a counter, given to you by somebody else. You're not thinking twice about that individual. You have the authority. You're not doubting if. There's no if when you're doing that. You know for sure this man can't give you a check without him having the money in the bank. So you're not going there thinking, will this check bounce or not? I don't think any that. You're not going to pray thinking, will this prayer work? Who am I to pray? You don't bring any of those things into play. See the servant of David? They simply went to Nabal. When Nabal objected, they said nothing. They went back home. Their own was simply on a mission. Mission accomplished. The man didn't give. Finish. They came back and told him the man refused to give. That's all. They don't do anything more than that. They are messengers. They don't have anything of their own. When they went there, it's what David asked them to say. That they said, by the time they finish saying what he asked them to say, they keep quiet. The Bible says they cease. That is like praying according to his will. He hear it us. Hallelujah. So ask in his name, not in your mind or the way you think. Go with me again to John 15:16. It's important. Read this. John 15, 16. Hallelujah. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Glory. You know what it means to ordain someone? You place him in a position. You license him. Oh, glory. Are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah, that's why I talk about pastor's ordination, deacons ordination. You are licensing that individual. Huh? You are empowering that individual in the midst of the people. Why? So that they can respect him that this man was ordained into this position in the church that they can listen to you. That's what ordination does. Are you listening to me? And so what the Lord is... Help me, Jesus. What the Lord is saying here... It's like what happened when Jesus was to be baptized. And the voice came. This is my beloved son. In whom I were pleased. Hear, hear him. He spoke to the whole of creation. To all of humanity. Listen to him. Anytime he's saying. Are you there with me? Praise the living God. So it's like he was ordained that day. Into an office. With actually the office of the prophet. Because the man that was baptizing him, I mean, of the priest, the man that was baptizing in fact, prophet, basically, because John was seen as a prophet in Israel. And so God is not saying, don't listen to John, listen to my son. In know transfer your allegiance from John to my son. So it's not only Israel that had that, all of creation had that. So that's what I'm saying. It was like he was ordained into the office of the prophet on that particular day. And so what happened? When the storm came, he added the term, peace be still. The storm had to obey because when he said, obey him, all of creation heard when God said that. They would mean that you are ordained? You didn't call yourself, you didn't choose yourself, he chose you. Let me give you something now. Thank you, Lord. You see, you know why I started saying this to the apostles or disciples? In Israel, when you want to become a rabbi or a student of a rabbi, which is called a disciple, you look for one within the city. You go and look for a rabbi and say, I would like to be your student. You understand that? A rabbi would check and ask some questions from the Torah. If you can answer them properly, he could say, You follow me. But now, Jesus, now, I mentioned that before. If you don't qualify to follow a rabbi in Israel, you have to go to your father's trade. And so, people like Peter and his brothers, all of those who went to fishing, they were fishermen because they couldn't find a rabbi to follow, to study further after the age of 12. So you look for a rabbi. So Jesus is saying, you did not look for me. I looked for you. Are you getting that? Good. You were supposed to look for a rabbi, but I look for you and I ordained you. Oh, glory! That you go forth and do what? And bring forth fruit. I empowered you. So so say take that in my name. Instead of you looking for me, I look for you. And how many of you understand, and this is why you must understand the authority have invested in your life. You did not really find Jesus. Did you find him? No. He sought you out. He sought you out. Glory to God. Now let, let me give you a scripture that's beyond the side. Romans chapter 2, uh, 1, 2, 3. And let's say up to 4. Let's look at verse 4. Romans 2, verse 4, if need be. Verse 4. Okay. We can read now. Okay. Let it from verse 1. If need be. Go ahead. Verse 1. Therefore, thou art excusable, oh man. Whoso about that? How? the judge were wherein that judges another, that condemneth thyself. For thou shalt judge it that deceive the same thing, that doeth the same thing. Go ahead. And he says, But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And the next thing says, And thinkest thou, O man, that thou judges them which do such things and doeth the same. That thou shalt escape the judgment of God or listen to this despised thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to what? to repentance so you never repented of your own it was God goodness that made you to repent did you get that? You can't repent of your own. He gives you another heart. You begin to think about God. He is the one that causes you to do what? To repent. So go back to John chapter 15 verse 16 again. That's why in I saying, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should do what? to remain. That whatsoever you shall ask the Father, in my name. He will give it to you. Praise God somebody. I chose you and I ordained you. That is why you you don't have to take this ordination lightly. You don't have to take this choice of God lightly. From the midst of the people in the whole world. He chose you to himself and ordained you That you go forth and bring forth fruit, and every fruit you bring forth will remain. And I declare that today whatever is your fruit, it has to remain in the name of Jesus Christ. Even your finances, glory to God, even your finances. I ordain you go forth. You have to bring forth on all sides, financially, materially. And evil souls. Everything that you are supposed to bring forth. Must abide and remain. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. I called you. And I ordained you. It's not your choice. It's God's choice. And that is because he wants to exalt you. That is because he wants to magnify you. In the midst of the people. I love what God. I mean Moses spoke to if it was God that spoke to Joshua and he said, I'm going to magnify you in the sight of the people today. Glory to God. The magnification is I'm going to ordain you. I'm going to magnify you. I'm going to cause them to respect you. I want to magnify. You. I'm going to make you big. When God ordains you, He magnified you. You don't have to look down on yourself because there's a place of magnification in that which you have done by reason of disordination. That is why the devil must be afraid of you. Praise God, somebody. Hallelujah. Are we still here? Are you following what I'm doing here? I need you to stand strong. When you stand to pray, you pray with confidence. Knowing that you were ordained to bring forth fruit. You were ordained to bring forth results. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's when you're praying. You pray without conviction. I'm saying this because I'm a servant of the Lord. I have a relationship with Him. I'm born again by the Spirit. I walk in commandment. I mean, in His commandment. Therefore, this must come to be. And I'm saying you get your results. Hallelujah. Let me take one more. Then we can stop for today. Number five points. Don't ask expecting the results because of who you are or can do but because of his name. This is similar to the point I raised in part number three. You don't ask. Take it closely. You don't ask expecting the results because of who you are or what you can do, but you're asking believing for result because of his name. Praise the Lord. It said when the servant of David went there, they never went there all by themselves. They were sent. Whatever result they were supposed to get was directly connected to the name that they used, which was supposed to be the name of David. Are you following me? You don't pray looking for results because of who you are. No. You pray expecting result because of his name. It is name that is at stake. Not you. You must get yourself out of the equation. When you are praying. For his name's sake. I am going to get my results. Because he say ask in my name. Do it in my name. I don't know if you are getting this. Not because of who you are. Not because you are so much of a giant. Not because you feel you are very spiritual. No. Get yourself out of the equation. And ask. And you are going to get results. Are you still there with me? Don't forget what he said here. I chose you. And ordained you. That you may go forth. And bring forth fruit. And your fruit will do what? Will remain. You don't ask him because of who you are. You don't ask him because of what you think you are. No. Look at what Jesus said. I could do nothing. Except what I see the father do. And he said. Oh, the son by himself can do what? Nothing. He took himself out of the equation. He gave the glory to God. Who performs the miracle. Let Jesus name be a stick. Get yourself out of the equation. And you see the results. Praise the living God somebody. Are you following me? Come on, are we here together? We are discussing the authority of what? Of the believer. No matter what your age, no matter what your time you are living in. I mean, no matter what your size. <laughs> no matter what your size, your age, your name. I mean, it makes no difference. You coming in the name. Once you get to the things of the spirit, there's no age. Holy Ghost had no junior Holy Ghost and senior Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is Holy Ghost. Are you done with me? Praise the living God somebody. God wants you get some results in your prayers. He wants wants you do some miracles in his name. He wants you perform some miracles in his name. He wants you, 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 you. I'm saying you. Not the pastor, not the bishop. Not the prophet, you, a believer, he wants you to get results. Praise God, somebody. Are you still following me? So, this scripture you have not chosen me, I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Whatever whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it unto you. Whatever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it unto you. I have ordained you as a messenger. I have ordained you. You are my servant. I take it from you. I accepted you into that realm. And so you have a relationship with me now. When you go, take this check. Cash it. It's a blank check. Anything you want to write on it write it on it and cash it you know what I'm trying to say that's why I say whatever you ask is whatsoever. so for instance if I give you a blank check I just sign the signature there you fill it up so any amount you fill on that check that is what you get from the bank are you following what I'm saying here that's exactly what we're saying the name is a blank check and he say whatsoever you want to ask the father fill it and heaven will catch it for you. Are you listening to me? If you like I can make you see who you are, then I shall be okay with my message. If you like I can get you to realize that God has chosen you to answer, God has empowered parted you with his own life and nature if only you can understand that God has given you authority even as you are sitting down there you are a man of authority because he gave you the name to use it anywhere anytime whatsoever if only you can understand that then I'm true with my message are you following what I'm saying I need you to come to that place friends you got to say it the way it is. In the name of Jesus, this is what I'm looking for. But I mentioned this to you some time ago. You grow beyond pronouncing to becoming one with him such that you may not even need to pronounce the name. You become the name personified. That is why in Acts chapter 4, when Peter healed the layman by the gates. Remember that? And yeah. the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And I've explained to you before, there were other people that were called Jesus in Israel. But this one came from Nazareth, so Peter had to make them know this is the Messiah, the one that came from Nazareth is one that made this thing happen in the name of Jesus of Nazareth not any other Jesus that you know I don't know if you are getting that good that's the first point but when you get to the place where he took us I'm talking of the Saint Peter huh Tabitha arise and that's all no name of Jesus he will become one with the name I don't know if you are getting this he has become one with the name. He has taken the nature. Because the name actually means a nature. It means a character. He has taken on the name of Jesus. So in our chapter 4, in the name of Jesus. But when it comes to Tabitha, arise. Just arise. That's all. Just like Jesus went to the grave of Lazarus. Of, of of Lazarus, Lazarus come forth. No name was used. Come on now. You know anybody follow what I'm talking about? So, you come to a place when your whole identity becomes Christ's identity. You just say what you need to say. Come on, I don't if you understand what I'm saying. Look at Paul, be blind for a season. He didn't say in the name of Jesus. Did you get that? Why? Because you have become one with the Christ Spirit. For you that are joined to the Lord is one spirit. So, there comes a time in your life you just make statements. Hallelujah. Because you are one with him. He said, I am one with my father. Even so he has become one with you. Oh, glory. Are you still with me? And then, that is why the Bible now says, <laughs> He sent forth the spirit of his son into a heart crying what? Abba, father. So if we have the spirit of his son, we become one with the spirit of his son, Without the nature of his son, you are not going to pronounce anything. The name begins to function automatically without whatever you say. Praise the living God. Are you following me? God wants you to walk in authority. God wants you to walk in power. God wants you to walk in dominion. Are you listening to me? How many points did I give to you now? Five points. Go through those things again till next week and then we'll come back and deliberate one more time. But I'm trying to make you understand this. You can change your environment because of this message that I'm teaching. You can walk in authority and dominion from this hour knowing who you are. Praise God. I mean, I love Paul. He's my best man. After Jesus, the next best man I have in the Scripture is Apostle Paul. It's so easy when he walks. Be blind for a season. He continue with the message. He's preaching. Somebody fell down from the rooftop on the floor, died. raised him up. Continue the message. He had an all-night teaching, not all-night praying. Hallelujah! I mean, if you remember what I'm saying here. Paul started teaching like in the evening down to the next morning. He was still teaching because he wanted to leave the place. He was teaching. We called for all night of prayers all the time to kill devils, but I see Apostle Paul have all night of teaching. And if I ask us to come here for all night teaching, how many of you want to come? That was a problem. But it is what you know that gives you ability and power to do whatever thing that you need to do. Hallelujah. You just pronounce words. Be blind for a season. And at the end of it, the man was sealed. He couldn't understand anymore until he finished his message. I mean, I'm saying you got to walk in authority. There's authority for you in the household of faith. God has given you his name. And he wants you to exercise that authority wherever you find yourself. This new week, we speak better things than next week for you. Come and stand up somebody. I need it to come to that understanding of who you are. Authority of the believer. God has invested so much in his life. Into you. He has taken so much of his life and invested in your life. And he doesn't want you to waste it. Foolishly. I just need us to pray for a moment. Talk to your father right away. I just need you to pray.